Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, it is... It's uh, the summer gaming season, which means we're going to have a lot of announcements. We're going to have a lot of uh, new games to look forward to, probably updates on older ones. Uh, we have a couple a couple big events, the Xbox Bethesda event this year. Uh, Capcom's doing a specific event. Uh, summer Games Fest in general is happening starting next week. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun one. Hell yeah. Uh, but we, we, uh, we just watched the Sonic Central their Nintendo Direct pretty much for Sonic content. And uh what were your takeaways, BJ? Uh they did they honestly really didn't show that much. Like they they showed off a couple of figures. A lot of them are like ten bucks. And then there's the first four figures ones of Tails and Amy, which I don't know who would want to own because first four figures start at like three fifty a piece. Um and Sonic characters are not that detailed to warrant that price tag, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, they also showed off um, a preview of the short for Sonic Prime. Not Sonic Prime, Frontiers. So there's a there's an animated prequel, which is supposed to show what the fuck happened, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and Featuring then, Knuckles. Yeah, so apparently Knuckles is you know, taking care of that Master Emerald. Yeah, and that is literally the only thing they show us is two seconds of a far shot away of the Master Emerald and something that could be Knuckles standing in front of it, but I honestly couldn't fucking tell. I I, I don't know. If I was Knuckles, I just built, I'd like erect a hut, you know? Because yeah. like, my thing is, I'm like, bro, why are you... You don't have to, like, stay out here. Yeah, I love all the, like, fan art of him, like, sleeping on top of the Master Emerald, which seems like a real shit deal. Like, he has people that, like, are friends with him and that also own airplanes that could bring him wood. Yeah, like, he, he doesn't have to just sit on the emerald and, like, lean against it. Yeah, he's, like, specifically torturing himself. And I think he thinks that he can't build a house up there because he's an idiot. Yeah. But that's just him. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the new gameplay stuff, I'm really excited for. Everybody on Twitter seems to be freaking out and calling it a shit game. But, honestly, it's fresh, it's new, and I wasn't expecting Sonic to reinvent the wheel. So, like, temper your expectations, because it's going to be fun either way. But, uh... I think, for me, it's less about the, you know, the gameplay and stuff, but it's just how how like it doesn't look finished like that's my say what you will about forces but at least forces like looked good but then like this just looks like it's a tech demo i mean right now it is like we don't have a date for this they're still like just giving windows so i i think they're not even close to being done with it honestly it's got to be delayed like, there's no way you release it in the state it's in now. Yeah. I mean, it, I didn't expect it to come out anytime soon anyway, but, yeah. I, I'm i excited. So, it can't get as bad as 06 was as far as gameplay goes. Yeah, honestly. But, uh, yeah, so that I guess that's how that worked. Did we talk about the PlayStation thing last uh, week? We did. We, okay. uh, we talked about it because we were on that call. And we were saying we should do this for 
more events and everything. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I guess that was kind of the the kickoff. So we got Final Fantasy 16, Horizon VR, and a big update for the game. Uh, we got Xbox and Bethesda's on June 12th, and then an extended showcase on June 14th, which is where they're going to show the trailers, but then have like the hype deep dives. Yeah, which is where I think we're going to get Todd Howard's like big. Here's what Starfield here's what is. Starfield is. Like he did for Fallout 76, but also lied about what the game was Yeah, for half an hour. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, I like when he does it. Even if he lies to me, it's like, he, he just seems, he's so like, you know, like when, how he explains, like, I still to this day love his explanation of when he's talking about Fallout 4 and whatnot. Like, that was still such a hype moment for E3. But that ironically means that he's turned into an evil Fallout character from before the war. Yeah, <laughs> that that's true. sells you snake oil. Uh, I'm, we'll, we'll see. I, I think, I think they know, especially with they have, they're delaying it. I think they know Starfield has to hit. Yeah. So like if, if Starfield comes out and is anything below an eight, like they're fucked. You think we're going to see that Indiana Jones game there? Maybe. Although I think we're going to see Wolfenstein three before we see Indiana Jones. Cause that's been in development. Yeah. And they've, they've been dropping hints about that one for a while. So I think it's about time for that. Honestly. And I'm, I'm super hyped because it's supposed to be the finale of this, uh, this newer Wolfenstein series. Hell yeah. Which I wonder what they're going to do. Cause young blood features an older BJ. So I wonder if it happens after young blood. That's my favorite thing about Wolfenstein, by the way, is that the oh, main name, character character's is a name. badass named BJ. Apparently doom guys related to him. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a thing. So is Duke Nukem. They're all like related somehow. Hell yeah. Same family tree. <laughs> Cause, uh, what was it? Duke Nukem, uh, Ironically, because there's like the thing where it's like, if you don't play Duke Nukem 2, you like men. Like, that was a full actual ad in like a paper. But then there's a thing where in canon, Duke Nukem hates racist, homophobic, Nazi, and like general bad people. And there was a thing where it's like, what was the thing? It's like, he's not misogynistic. He just thinks with his dick yeah. or whatever it was. Like, Duke Nukem's a pretty progressive guy, but he's also just like, huh, titties. I could see it being like, BJ is the grandfather, Duke Nukem is the father, and then Doom Guy is like the son. Doom Guy is like the way, though, like the son way in the future. Yeah, he's like, like the Joe Star family line. Honestly, I'd love to see like an actual connection between those games. See, that's the thing. I know they don't have the IP, but I would love if it got Duke Nukem. Yeah, honestly, I think that would make it incredible. Because like that's what we need. I want I want a good-ass Duke Nukem game. Like I want it to be like a th- like 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 how they reinvented Doom, like how Machine Games reinvented Wolfenstein. Like, give us a Duke Nukem that like means something. Like, no, you don't have to necessarily make it like he's no longer a super fun, wisecracking character. Like, obviously, make him for nowadays. Still have him be like, what the fuck is this shit? Kind of like you know the kind of boomerish attitude. Yeah. But like, what I what I think they should do is, have you seen Cobra Kai? Yeah, I love Cobra Kai. The Duke Nukem should be like, uh, who's the, the Johnny? Yes. Yeah, I, like I totally agree. Where he's a boomer asshole, but he's just, he's not an he's well he's a boomer Most asshole. Most of the comedy comes from him being like out of date. Well, and that's what makes it funny is because like he makes these jokes that like a lot of people are like, yeah, it's anti PC, but then it'll go right around and like, because what was it? What was the? Oh fuck! What was the or what was the joke where he like some kid was like, oh, I'm this race. He's like, so. What does that mean? And then later on, someone like misraced the dude. He goes, oh, he's actually like Puerto Rican or whatever. 
Yeah, there there's a lot of that in the most recent season too, where um they're trying to recruit like girls to the dojo, mm. and she's like, "I'm actually asexual," and he's like, "Dope, he's asexual too." <laughs> yeah, I saw that clip. <laughs> I love I love because that's the thing is like. You can tell Johnny is, like, actually a good dude. Yeah. He just doesn't know. He doesn't get it. And that's what I want want, uh, want Duke Nukem to be, is he's a good guy, realistically. He just doesn't understand. Yeah. He's ignorant, but he's willing to learn. That's what I think the modern Duke Nukem could be, is just the template like Johnny. Yeah, I think that would be incredible. I honestly think that guy could be a good voice actor for him, too. Well, I nah, cause Duke still has to be like the yeah, rugged, tough guy, badass attitude. And then and you know, that's he's gotta sound like Duke. There's a thing where it's like, no, he has to sound a certain way. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, before we get into our speculations for this summer game fest, uh, what do you what you been playing? Well, I finished The Last of Us Two again. Um Last we talked, I think you were playing it, right? Or have you finished it again? Yeah, I had just finished Ellie's portion of the Seattle stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Abby's story in that game. Like it's it's why everyone is there for it. Um, I did unlock the infinite ammo thing, and then I was like, I'm just gonna blow through this shit like Call of Duty, and I did, and it was incredible. Um, but yeah, I I still maintain that it's one of the most beautiful games ever made. Oh, a hundred percent. I think any all of the PlayStation Studios have been killing it with the visual aesthetic of their games. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I finished that, and then I was gonna do another playthrough um, to like try to unlock more gameplay modifiers. But then uh, last week you let me borrow Horizon Forbidden West, which I've been really itching to play. So I popped that in and started playing it. Um, the first like hour or two of this game is very disappointing compared to the first really mostly just because the tutorial for zero dawn is like one of the best tutorials in video game history with like the the closed off nora segment of the wild like her you know trying to figure everything out and like why am i an outcast and all that stuff this one doesn't have it's it's more of like a linear area type of thing and they throw in this character that Aloy is like explaining things to just so they can be like okay she can say things and the character will basically stand in for the player okay so it it didn't flow quite as good as the first one it didn't intrigue me quite as much um there was a really cool boss fight though where you fight a giant uh like snake beast Cool. Which was super fucking cool. It, like, spits acid and everything. Um, stealth in Horizon is some of the best, in my opinion, in the modern era. Uh, this game really holds up to that. And I just got to the open world, so I'm, like, just going around and hunting pretty much. Um, I really, really love the traversal, you know, riding machines stealthing around and breaking off parts i love just going into the wild and finding something huge that has a ton of like containers and fuel things on it and just systematically taking every single one of those off because it gives you you know more materials when you do that um and i really like that they incentivize doing that so uh so far i like it um the story is not exactly where i thought it was gonna go uh because it's kind of trying to make silence like the bad guy. And I'm like, I don't understand why he would 
be a dick. Yeah. So I just need to get further in the story, but so far I like it. I uh, piggybacking off that, I started playing Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I just got through the tutorial section, and I was like, hell yeah, this is. It was really solid, like how they teach you. Right. And I also this was because I forgot Horizon started with you going like hey pick language pick whatever boom start the game mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck i like i like the cinematic feel of these games um once i finish horizon my plan next is play god of war nice because playing through horizon for uh zero dawn i'm like i don't know this is really getting me hyped to play god of war <laughs> yeah like I'm, I'm gonna be real to me in my personal standards god of war is like the best of the best of playstation games there's something about that game specifically where when i when I played it the first time, like I had never been the biggest fan of God of War. Like they were fun, you know, hack and slash games with titties. Yeah. So I was like, ah, whatever. And then I played like God of War and I'm like, damn, you really made me care about this piece of shit. Kratos. Like he's not a good person at all, but I'm, I love that they made, made you aware of that. Where like, even Kratos is like, I'm a shit person. Kratos knows. And he's not trying to, like he's not trying to seek forgiveness; he's just trying to move on. Yeah, just trying to like leaving that past behind him. And I'm like, that's really, really cool. But uh, yeah, so I'm hyped for Ragnarok next year because it's not coming out this year. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I will, we'll we'll probably have more to say when we both finish our respective horizons because I'll have stuff to say about Zero Dawn that you can kind of tell me if it's either better or worse than uh, Forbidden West. Hell yeah. So far, I think the like on foot traversal is better in this one because that seems to be what they really focused on. Um, but I really didn't have a problem moving around in the original either. Yeah. So the Horizon for, for the first Horizon, f- fuck these names. Uh, the first one is honestly really solid for like an open world like action game, mm-hmm. and I think. I can because especially seeing all the trailers of like the swimming and all the extra shit you can do, I'm like, oh, cool. More more options is always great. Yeah, I I'm really excited to get into some some of the like water segments because they uh, they really went hard in the the open world segments for those with all the underwater life and everything. So I'm very excited to see that. Um, have you played any of the new Fortnite season yet? No, I've been moving. Yeah, um, so I I booted that up. I'm like level eight so far. Um, this season is really good. They kept no build in because obviously they had to. That, that's never going away. If they take that away, they're going to see an instant drop of people. Yeah, and that's why they kept it. They were like, we've gained more players than we have in the last couple of years. So keep that shit around. But um, the the additions to the map are really cool. There's like a mystical mushroom forest area that's all like purple and blues um that's really dope there's uh no tanks this season thank god we can get fair winds (laughs) um the only real like vehicle addition that they've added is the uh the baller which is like a is another thing that you get on the 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 I've seen videos in, in uh, TikToks. It's like the roller coaster thing, right? Yeah. But can you take that off of the roller coaster? Okay. You can, but it's a little harder to control, so you kind of got to get used to it. Mm. But um, it's got a... It doesn't really have a gun on it. It's more of like a plunger and a boost. So it's more for like just moving. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's super fun to control. You get stuff for driving it around, like EXP and stuff, just because it's unvaulted. Um, but... Uh, 
the characters in this season kind of lackluster for the most part. There's one character that's like an action figure that you can find different parts for and build up. And there's one that's supposed to be like, oh, this one's the Gundam model. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting that. And then Darth Vader's the the big finale one. He he is the page ten battle pass character, and then the extra character like uh, Prowler was is Indy. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, fuck yeah! Uh, did is what about the extra? Do they have any of the bonus pages unlocked that you can see yet or no? They have like the first one. Okay, because I I wonder because you remember when uh, Battlefront Two was coming out, and people were like, oh, it's gonna take me like fucking like 10 years to just unlock enough credits playing just to unlock pink vader or some shit yeah. and it's like oh like, could you imagine that's like the one of the first things you can get from vader is his pink model and it's like oh you just need to play like a couple hours yeah i mean it's definitely not gonna be just a couple hours if it's well in you the... know what i mean comparatively to the years it would take yeah. for, to get in, in battlefront 2 i do hope they include pink vader i like that uh aesthetically but um, yeah, and it, it, I, and it will work for Pride Month, I think. Yeah, Darth Gator. Darth Gator, that's either the gayest motherfucker or a Florida man. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. <laughs> you got alligator Loki. No, you got alligator Vader. Fuck yeah, Darth Gator. You sure that's Darth Gator right over there? Yeah. If I ever, in any point in my life, go crazy enough to get an alligator for a pet, it's gonna be called Darth Gator. That's the most genius alligator name. Then you'll have to risk your life putting a helmet on it. It's worth a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I need to get into it. I'll probably play some tonight if my fucking Wi-Fi stays on. We're having problems right now. I, th- I think it's the storm because it's been like raining and stuff the past two days. Yeah. They... I think that because the first night we didn't have any problems with Wi-Fi or any problems with anything else. So I think... Uh, they pushed through an alert on my phone on the way here that was like severe thunderstorm warnings for your area, like an amber alert or something. So I think that's probably it. The power's been flashing on and off while we've been sitting here. It's been really annoying because uh, I was I started playing Skyrim today just because like I've been in like a D and D fantasy mood. And I'm just like, let me play Skyrim. That'll that'll get me. Um, and because uh, I really wanted to play Pillars of or no uh, Divinity last uh, last night, but I fell the fuck to sleep. Yeah, but um. I just I'm in that fantasy mode. I'm I'm, I'm watching Critical Role again, and I'm just I'm starting over from with Vox Machina because I'm like yeah I just want to rewatch this, and uh, it's really interesting. It, it made me more interested in Pathfinder because apparently that's what they started on, and then they moved it to D and D, so they kept because it's it was a homebrewed it anyway, but then they're like all right let me let me kind of work with stuff also. Uh, Apparently, now I don't know. I don't know the actual which came first, but there is a Vecna in Critical Role. Interesting. Which I think is either they just took that from D and D, or Stranger Things was like, oh, Vecna is like really popular because of Critical Role. Because I think Vecna is now canon in D and D universe, like because of Critical, like because of how popular Critical Role was, yeah. it made a lot of stuff canon. I mean, I can see that being the case. It went canon, and then Stranger Things used it. Because in the uh, in the second season, I think it was they they were just gonna drop the naming convention with the mind flare because they were like we don't really know anything in D and D like fucks with people's braids and stuff. And then uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like a production assistant or something that was like, hey, actually, 
there is an enemy that does that. It's called the Mind Flare, and they were like, this sounds pretty fucking sick. Let's keep this up forever. I love that, the, and Vecna's an interesting one, because Vecna's like this kind of tentacly, scaly-looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I like that they were like, no, let's keep the naming convention up. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's really, that's been really fun, because Critical Role's obviously really fun, just because Matt Mercer, mainly. <coughs> but, yeah. uh, I'm, uh, I'm rewatching that. I'm really, I really want to play D&D. We gotta find a DM. Yeah. Because I think, I, because honestly, I do think that if we find a DM, you, me, and Matt could just be the adventurers, and then Carmen, if she wants to play, or whoever else. Yeah, we, we could definitely work that through, like. That would be super easy to do with just the three of us being the players, I think. Yeah. Do, like, a whole Band of Brothers situation. Yeah. But, um... Every dialogue, we just call each each other brother. You have to say in, like, a Hulk Hogan voice, too. <laughs> no, it's brother. in character, but, like, it's just overly done, like, every single time. Like, brother, where's our brother, brother? <laughs> We've all got J.O. crystals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we go that far in the brother aspect. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. I've just been very interested in D&D lately. I think it's because of Stranger Things. I started watching that season. I'm just like, man, d is cool. How did you... How, where have you gotten the Two that? episodes in. Nice. But I like it. It's definitely started off strong. So have you noticed the trend yet of them basically including the whole Breakfast Club in this season? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think it's cool though. I really th- I like where they're setting the characters up. Obviously, you told me a lot. Thankfully, I kind of forgot a lot of that too. Yeah. So I'd be playing. Jesus, there goes the power again. Uh, I'd be playing and then like, or I'd be watching it and then I'm just like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is where it is. And then like afterward, I'm oh fuck right. Okay, that's what he said. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through. It's really it's a really interesting watch along, kind of knowing, but then also like, I'll be like, isn't that where he's? Oh no, that's not that's not that's not what he's going. So. Really solid so far. Steve is still top tier. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like it so far. I'm hoping tonight Matt will be motivated to watch an episode or two of The Boys. Uh, have you have you started watching that or no? Not at all. Oh, that's why. Yeah, I, apparently the first episode, they, I think I saw a thing that said, yeah, if, if you have other people around you, probably don't watch it with people. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh... I mean, I've watched some pretty fucked up shit with you before. E fucked it, uh, Marathon. Yeah, E fucked Marathon. That shit was fucking hilarious and also gross. Yeah. Here comes Pee Pee. It's so fucking awful. <laughs> but, um. It's like. I'm, I'm excited for the boys, but I know that I'm like. I need to be in the right mindset for that shit. Yeah, that's that's like because the boys gets to a point. Like season one was like, ah, oh, it's gory, whatever. Season two is pushing it where it's like, I'm a little uncomfortable, but still really good. Yeah, I can only guess season three is gonna hit you with like, oh shit, because there was a moment I remember Jensen Ackles talking. He's like, yeah, there's a whole scene where I was like, like I literally had to decompress and like think about my life choices after it. And I'm like, oh fuck. I saw a clip on TikTok where um Homelander like flies by and sees someone about to jump off a building. And he tells her just yeah. jump. And then she's like, I don't think I want to. And he's like, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. And she starts like crying and shit. And she I don't says, know. She says, please God. He goes, no, no, no. There's no God. In the I'm the only screen. man in the sky. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking powerful line. Yeah. What a villain line. For real. 
So yeah, I I know I'm gonna I'm know I'm gonna get into it, but I'm just like, how much how fucked up did they go this season? I'm excited to find out. <laughs> I'm excited to see because you know Butcher's like taking the serum mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes, where Huey and Starlight's uh, relationship goes. I'm just excited for it. Hell yeah. But uh, anything else you've been doing? Not much. Like, honestly, it's just mostly been Last of Us, Fortnite, and then Horizon. I just started last night, so I'll have more to talk about on that later. Uh, oh, I bought the last two volumes of Chainsaw Man. So I now have all 11 of the main volumes. Nice. I think 11 is the only one that I need to pick up. It. I, I went to Barnes & Noble the other day, and it was just there. And I was like, fuck it. Oh, I did read more manga. Oh, cool. Um, right now in My Hero, uh, they've kind of cut away from Dobby versus Todoroki because Todoroki won. And um, they're kind of cutting back to like Endeavor and All for One. Like their little fight and Endeavor's head is just not in it because his kids are off killing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of gets like sidelined pretty quick. And now everybody is fucked. So it's like Hawks is fighting him alone, and the only backup that he has right now is um, Tokoyami and Jiro. He's fucked. Yeah. Uh, but they they just broke his life support mask, so there's hope. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. They ended Vigilantes. It felt very rushed still. Like, even after sitting on it for a while, I think it was rushed. Um... Spy Family, I've been reading more of that. Uh, I got to the chapter where uh, Yor's brother comes over, and he turns out to be a secret member of the, like, secret police. So it's like, everybody in this thing has a huge secret. I love, by the way, I'm watching it, I haven't read it yet, so I watched up to that point, that's the newest episode, and I love Anya's, like whole thing so like the i guess the episode after because anya misses the whole thing mm-hmm. and she hears like lloyd and like uh, you're talking about him and like somehow secret police gets brought up and she's like why didn't you wake me up i wanted to be excited this was cool yeah that was super cute in the manga and then uh when she wakes up the day after she's wearing like a little like nighty cap and everything and she's just like good morning An- anya is the most adorable like fuck it's the most like must protect type shit ever. Yeah, and there was there was a chapter recently where um, uh, Twilight started suspecting Yor of being like a spy to try to find him. So he like plants a bug on her and everything, and Anya is like listening to both their thoughts. So she's like, I have to try to like broker peace here. So they're about to put her on the bus, and she just turns around and she's like, You guys have to get along. And they're like, We're not even fighting. And she's like. Okay, bye. <laughs> and uh, that was just a really nice little segment of the story where it's just like they feel bad for distrusting each other and everything. It's just very wholesome and sweet, and I love that manga. It's 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 a really good story. It's really solid. I, I love. Obviously, every everybody with a pulse is like yours the best, and like honestly, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh... Dude, honestly, like they're all really good. Like Lloyd, Lloyd is such a really good like protagonist. Mm-hmm. I love uh, he. I love his like thought process. Like I love when he's like trying to get Anya into school. His whole thing of just like he like tells like ah she needs to do good. She's good. And that that's what makes Anya go like I'm gonna try. Yeah, is because she can read his mind. 
And then Anya just being a- adorable as shit. The whole fucking thing. I, I cannot wait to see more of this story. And, like, I hope whenever the manga ends, we get an epilogue of, like, where they are later. Yeah. But... I also want to see that. I'm going to start buying these physically because there's not realistically that many chapters out yet. I think there's, like, seven or eight, like, physical volumes. Yeah. So I'll I'll start looking into that. I uh, I read The New Earth Child. More depressing shit? Well, it the thing about Earth Child is... It hits you with, like, super hopeful, like, mushy-gushy, like, oh, they're going to be a family again stuff. And then everything goes wrong. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I, I've kind of, like, stopped hoping that everything's going to go smoothly because every time it starts to, everything hits the fan, like, way worse than it did before. Yep. <clears throat> so um, we'll see if everybody survives in this next chapter, I hope. But, yeah, it's... It's still good. I I hope that one gets a physical manga in the West sometime soon because they've got enough chapters for one now. I think. I uh I have been reading some manga. Obviously, Chainsaw Man. I got all of them. Uh, the anime Komi can't communicate. Season two is over. I'm pretty sure. Uh, still really good, and I hope to God it gets season three because I've started getting through I the manga. I think it will because it's it's had a meteoric rise in popularity. I've been going through the manga, and it's. Season three is gonna be an interesting one because, like, by by season three's point in the manga, right? Mm-hmm. They introduce a new girl, and at first you're immediately like, "Oh shit, it's gonna be like a love triangle, isn't it?" But they pretty the, the thing about it is like, no matter what happens, because like, and they actually have like, I guess kind of LGBTQ characters. It's some of them are like very blatant. Like, there's a character Yamai who's like very much in love with Komi. Mm-hmm. No matter, and like she's like obsessed with her to the point where her introduction, she almost kills Tadano. Damn! <laughs> like kidnaps him and is threatened to kill him. The whole thing, um, which the some of the fan base hates her. By the way, sorry if you hear the thunder and lightning and shit. But uh, they have, I think it's Ak- Akai is his name, and he's like super into Tadano. Or like the, it's really weird because the way that they're like introducing it is like. He's like, he, you know, it, there's kind of like, uh, there's a crush there, but it's also like a, a really good respectful thing. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. really weird. And there's other characters where it's like, you could easily just make inferences. Like, oh yeah, they fucking. Yeah. But the, the story does a good job of not like the whole point is it's Tadano and Komi. Yeah. And everybody else is really cool and really fun, but it's like, no, it's these two. And no matter what happens, they're the end game. There's not going to be a harem. There's no extra shit going on. It's like, no, it's these two. And I think a lot of the characters kind of, especially as you continue the manga, they realize it. They're like, ah, and like some characters fully are like, I'll back off. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Uh, but it's it's really whole. If you want some good, fun, wholesome shit, that's a good one. Uh, I've been meaning to check it out just because the art style is really appealing to me. It looks very like, the way that Komi is designed is very like 90s, 80s, anime-esque. It's really good. I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, I, uh, I, I'm rereading Kaiju Number Eight because I forgot what happened in it because it's been a while. But I'm rereading that. That's really good. Hope to God that gets it uh, uh, animated because like there's something about the protagonist of your shonen manga being a middle aged man. Yeah. That you're like, and then he gets cool powers and shit. And I'm like, this is, this is so interesting. Cause he's coming at it from a middle age point of view. Where it's like, you know, your teenager's like, I have all this power. I'm cool. And he's sitting there going, fuck. Oh shit. 
oh, this is bad. How am I going to get a job? <laughs> like all this. And he's like thinking it through that. I'm like, That's this is a rare point of view. It's in anime and manga. It's really, well, it's why I really like Yakuza like a dragon. Cause it's an RPG the same way persona is, but it's all middle-aged people as the protagonists. Your, yeah. your whole group are all like homeless butt fucks who have like no job and are trying to get through in life. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. Shout out to, to the Yakuza series just all, always being about like, you know, 30 to 40 to 50 year old dudes. Yeah. It's always just been the protagonists. But like, no, yeah, Kaiju number eight's really fun. Highly recommend it to anybody uh, who's been doing it. By the way, I forgot to turn the timer on. How long do you think we've been going? I don't fucking know. All right, we'll go for, probably go for another hour, you think? I mean, it's 4.29 right now. And we sat down and watched the Sonic thing around 3.40. So yeah, I'd say we go for another hour. You think so? Uh, Yeah, sure. Fuck it. All right, cool. Uh, Anyway, sorry you get to hear us uh, do the podcast live like that. I'm not editing that out either. Have um, you ever edited anything out? I have oh, a couple times. But it's it's been because it's like either the mic like really fucked up and like sh- like shrieked a bit so i went down and like really lowered the volume that or i've edited out like there was one podcast where like you were talking Mm -hmm. and i was like just kind of back here like away from the mic but it still picked up what i was doing which was like my chair rocking so i would like if you were like monologuing i just cut my audio Mm -hmm. so there's been a couple times it's especially if it's bad enough like if i can't fix it i can't fix it and i'll just be like fuck all right whatever but if i can i'll do it yeah but I've never like explicitly cut something out of the podcast. That's just never happened. But yeah, all right. Except for today when BJ says, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my gosh, bro, could you imagine?" I'm gonna cut it there. That's just how we end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. We don't even talk put about the, the topic. Cut that out and put it at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That that's when it says, "Yeah, I never really edited anything out except today." We said, "Nip boo." <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we might have a fun little intro sequence. <laughs> I'll see what I can do with that one because I need to cut and copy and all that stuff. Yeah, but um, okay. So what would normally be E three time, which I think Jeff Keighley now has a hold on, is the Summer Games Fest. Yeah, because E three shit the bed again like, ten years in a row. Yeah, for real, Jesus. Um, I would say though the first, obviously, the place state of play happened. We talked about last week, but I think realistically, we're gonna have the Xbox showcase be kind of the Kickstarter. Yeah, I I usually look forward to the Xbox stuff because that's where you get a lot of the like big third party drops these days, and I'm super excited to see what um, Namco does. They always put their shit in the Xbox showcases. Which is really interesting now, because, like, probably, what, like, five years ago? Probably wouldn't have been the case. Yeah, honestly. But, like, now it's like, nah, this is where Namco is showing their shit. And I, honestly, like, I wouldn't buy them outright, but if I, if I was Xbox, I would be like, yo, would you like to make exclusive stuff? Put something on Game Pass, do something. Yeah, I, I think they're working towards that kind of relationship. Um, they they generally always reveal something there. and then Tales of Arise get revealed there. It did. And Scarlet Nexus. They uh, they did Jump Force there. Was Code uh, Vein also Xbox as well? 
Yeah, Code Vein and Scarlet Nexus. I would say all their most like big are their biggest releases of the past like few years have all been really like unveiled at Xbox. Yeah, and I'm really hoping they do another like Code Vein Scarlet Nexus type of game. I really want to actually sit through Scarlet Nexus because like I played through it, but it was like one of those where it's like, here's your tutorial. We're gonna give you a list of things to do. I'm just like, fuck. And then I, and I then downloaded it, went... it off of Game Pass and tried it, and it really was not my cup of tea. Yeah, like I want to actually get into the action because apparently when it when it really gets in, it gets in. But it's like most anime games where you're gonna have to wait. I'm just like fuck. All right, whatever. At least like Tales of Arise's tutorial was really good. I loved their introduction to to the combat and everything because you're like you start out and you're like, oh cool, slavery, got it. And then immediately it has this hype ass anime cutscene, and you're like, all right, cool combat. And I'm like, oh sick. So like they do a good job of introducing that world, uh, unlike Vesperia, which I like Vesperia, but like that takes a while to really get into what you're supposed to do, and I'm like, fuck, this is yeah, taking a while. That takes a long time to actually get going. I I dropped it a couple of times just trying to get through that shit. I dropped Vesperia, or at least the definitive edition, because they didn't get Troy back to voice the extra lines, so they got somebody else. So that it is a very clear. Troy Baker and then other guy, which I know the other guy is in other big things, but I'm like, obviously this was a rush port job because they were like, we're not paying Troy Baker, the Troy Baker money. Yeah. And I, that was the first time I had played the game was in the definitive one. And even I could tell like they changed voice actors for some yep. shit. And it, it was all, it was only the stuff that like, wasn't in the original. Yeah. So that's the only downside of that game though. Other than that, it's actually really solid as an action RPG, but I think tales of rise is probably the best one. Like to me that they, they nailed, uh, to me what a big budget tales game could be. Mm. Now we just need a big budget East game. Yeah. I mean, Th honestly, East deserves it. Um, cause both East eight and nine are like good, but it's like, fuck. Yeah. This needs some polish. Well, the, the thing with 8 was it came out originally, like, on the Vita. Yeah. So I, I get that, and I think it's honestly, like, the one of the best Vita games that ever existed. But 9 feels very much like 8, and it's on all the new-gen stuff. I I guess on one hand, it's like, okay, so this is on the Switch, too. Yeah. But, but even then, like, Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade exists on the Switch. Like, and even, like, fucking Dragon Ball Z Kakarot runs on the Switch. It does. Um, I played through it all on there. Like there are some, there are Skyrim runs on the Switch. There's plenty of open world games and like action Wolfenstein RPGs. Too. Wolfenstein Two, Doom Eternal, like these high profile games can run. Yes, they have to kind of work with graphics, and you know, you're obviously not going to get a high ass frame rate, but it works. Right, you have to make sacrifices, but they run. And that's the thing is, I feel like you you get the right people with the East games, it's going to run really well. But obviously, they don't have that yet. Yeah, I mean, it is Falcom. And yeah, Falcom is not a very big budget. No, and I think... But to be fair, they are independent, which I think is one of the kickers for that, is they are going to have to deal with cutting corners and where their budget is and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But hey. Uh, yeah, I think whatever whatever Bandai Namco comes up with is going to be there. Uh, I think we're going to get a Capcom announcement there, too. Even though Capcom has their big showcase, I think they're going to like drop something, and then their showcase is going to be, here's the expanded thing. My prediction for that is uh, Street Fighter Six is going to be Game Pass. Ooh, could you imagine? That would be great. I uh, I was reading some leaks. Someone had leaked the Capcom showcase, and the, I was like, oh, yeah, this all makes sense. Cool, cool. And then there's one where I'm like, oh, 
apparently Dragon's Dogma is going to get announced. Wow. So if that's the case, your boy going to be hype. Hell that yeah. shit is the most hype I, will, I think I will be for a game from Capcom. I'm really Unless looking, it was Devil May Cry 6. I'm really looking forward to everything they do. I love Capcom as a company. In the last couple of years, they've really been making strides to get back to old Capcom instead of just gritty Western remake of original <laughs> series. I wonder... So... I wonder if they're going to full-on like remake 5 and 6. Because um, what's what's really interesting is obviously they didn't remake the first Resident Evil, but remaking 2, 3, and then now 4. I wonder if they're going to full-on just say, fuck it. The the new timeline is where 7 is. And then that previous Resident Evil timeline ended with 6. Yeah. And we're going to make a new Resident Evil 5 and 6 to make it more in line with, you know, what this new lore is, but I mean that's essentially what it is. They're just not But the thing is, the thing is I feel like they can't because Resident Evil 8 specifically references Chris punching the boulder. So they have to do some weird ass shit if they want to do that. Yeah. I for one don't again, I think we talked about it a little bit last week and in general, but I don't think Resident Evil 4 needed a remake necessarily. I agree. But I'm interested to see where this goes. You know what does need a remake? Code Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> Not even for like making it a good game. Strictly for that stupid ass pothole of like, I need to find my brother. Oh no, I'm trapped on this thing. Here, let me call Leon and he'll tell me where my brother is. And I'm like, you didn't do that before getting on the spooky ass island? Yeah. Really? That that alone is like the reason I want Code Veronica to be remade. Like ha- I don't I don't care how you figure it out, but give me a fucking solid reason why Chris couldn't be there at first. Yeah, and, like, out of the tank control, like, fixed camera angle ones, that one is by far the best, in my opinion. So, remaking that, I think, would be a huge, like, boon for them. Whereas, RE4, just the fact that it's getting remade and redesigned, there's a lot of people that are already pissed off. I mean, well, this thing is, RE4 is considered to some as a perfect game. Yeah. So, the, sec- I, so the second you say we're going to do something... We're going to remake it, especially in the way that remakes are now that can either go with the remake two, which was like, Oh, a modernized version of what this would look like or fucking seven remake, which is like, ah, meta bullshit. Yeah. If, if Resident Evil four has Wesker show up and go, bah, it was me the whole time. There's a new timeline over here. I'm going to fucking shit my pants in anger. I, in the original four Wesker is in one scene and you never even see his face. So I think there's gonna be something like that. It's gonna be it's gonna be like Cloud and Sephiroth and remake. Wesker shows up to like bully Leon, and then no one else sees him. Yeah, Leon gets out of the car at the first part of the game, and he goes in to ask that one villager if he's seen the president's daughter. But Wesker drops through the roof and stabs him through the chest. It's just, it's just no. It's gonna be Chris Redfield, like visions of Chris showing up saying, "Continue the Redfield bloodline, Leon." <laughs> Keep it going. There's also a weird amount of sexual tension with Leon and that underage girl in the, the original, so maybe they'll take that out too. Hopefully, because yeah, or just age her up. Yeah, either or, because yeah, like that. That's so weird to think about, because like yeah, like there was a point in time where a girl being 17 wasn't an issue for some people. Yeah, and like I feel like just because of how like far some of that shit has gone, or like okay, no hard stance, 18. We don't go past that shit. Yeah. Because, like, 
how old was she? Was she like 16 or was it 17? She was... Or was it younger? I think originally in the Japanese, she was actually younger. And they aged... They, well, so at least they aged her up somewhat in the American, I guess. Yeah, but like... It's still like... It's, it's just a weird situation because Leon is supposed to be like... Like a person that's hired to protect her. Well, I, on one hand, it's like, I feel like Leon, because when you look at it from his point of view, it's less of his sexual tension and more of, she really kind of has a thing for him. Yeah. Leon's like, it very clear in multiple scenes when playing four, he's like, I'm just, I want to go home. It's like, a, <laughs> I don't want to be here. There's a very popular fan comic meme thing. That's like three panels of them on the jet ski. Where she's like, Leon, I'm ovulating, ejaculate into my cervix several times over. And then Leon just says, no way, fag. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that shit. I've seen remakes of that, too, of other games. Yeah, that that's pretty much the relationship sun, summed up there. Well, because that's the thing is, for me, it's Leon has, like, the biggest, like, hate boner for Ada. Yeah. To the point where he's like, do I kill her or do I fuck her? Like, and it, that's the constant of their relationship through the whole fucking series. Yeah. But, um, it's such an interesting thing. Cause yeah, Capcom's weird in the sense that they're like, nah, none of them have had sex. That's apparently a thing. Somebody has said where they, oh, you know, they don't do that. It's like, it, apparently in DC, what was it re- recently? Someone said, oh yeah, no one in the DC universe masturbates. And I'm just like, ha, sure. Yeah. I don't care. Like Batman eats pussy. That's why the Joker is the Joker. He masturbated one time and went insane in DC Comics. I I don't know who said it. It was some like higher up at DC, but it was one of the things I'm like, dude, why? That's like J.K. Rowling levels of like, why did I need to know this? Well, J.K. Rowling is the exact opposite, where she's like, everybody masturbates together in the same room. <laughs> the Hufflepuff house just all yeah. going at it. Hufflepuff just circle jerks. Well, apparently Hufflepuff straight up fucks. Like they, that's a thing they do. And I'm, and I remember when she said that, my first thought was, bro, there's like eleven year olds there. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't. I again, I don't think she meant it like that. But the way that she said it was like, oh yeah, in the common room, like, bruh. There's kids there. Also, they're all kids. You go into the Hufflepuff house, which is never shown in the movie. It just like reeks. It just reeks of sex it's, and debauchery. It smells like cocoa butter. <laughs> Everything is sticky. <laughs> all the see. I, if you told me that like the Slytherin house, none of them fucked, I'd believe you because they're all stingy, upright bitches. Yeah. But like, nah, bro. Like that's. I, I don't need to know half that shit. Like my thing is like, oh yeah. Dumbledore and Grindelwald had a thing. I'm like, cool. You don't have to tell me and like they had a, a like what was it a fucking violent love affair? And I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, cool, but like I didn't. My even thing know that. is nothing that has ever been posted on Twitter is canon to Harry Potter. <laughs> oh no, yeah, for sure. Like that's my thing is uh, in any of the cool canon stuff. Like there's there's been some stuff they've talked about like the Vilas and like other races and like some really interesting like oh this is why this happens. I'm like oh those I'll take as canon, but like no fuck you they didn't shit their robes. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not canon to me. Yeah, that's that's it's just why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, like everything you're like, why would you why? They have bathrooms. It's they already like Well, no, apparently muggles had bathrooms where they're like, "Nah, it's a muggle thing. We don't do that." And then someone was like, "Well, how about we try it?" And it's like, "Oh, wow, this is genius. You mean you don't have to just shit your pants?" And I'm like, "It's so fucking dumb." Yeah, I I hate that shit. Well, and then, yeah, the, the fact that there's some DC shit, like, oh, yeah, Batman doesn't go down on Catwoman. Like, no, he does. He does. Batman for sure eats pussy. Yeah. And God dang it, I know for a fact the Flash masturbates. 
That motherfucker was lonely. Plasterbates. That motherfucker was lonely. You can't tell me we have a character like Plastic Man and tell me that nah, masturbation ain't real. That motherfucker. Plastic Man tugs his dick like a clown pulling (laughs) handkerchiefs out of his mouth. Plastic Man. Plastic Man will help people masturbate by becoming their clothes. Jesus Christ. Why do we always get back to DC characters <laughs> jerking each other off? Because the people in DC tell me it doesn't happen. I'm like, no. Go fuck yourself. They do that too. I want to get hired on at DC just to write one story and just make it like Nightwing jerks off. I hope to God Paul Dano puts something in his Riddler thing where he's like, hey, by the way, Riddler for sure fucks. Yeah. That would be very interesting if they explained that in the DC universe, everyone that's insane has figured out what masturbation is. See, like, and again, I get it. It's their weird way of being like, no, no, we can't get too sexual. Like, I get that. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to come out and be like, nah, motherfucker, that just doesn't happen. You say, oh, no, we don't write about it. Yeah. That's one thing. Or just say, hey, you know, we don't put anything confirmed to canon. You know, use your own imagination. You don't have to sit there and tell me, oh, no, in canon DC universe, masturbation doesn't exist. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, back to Xbox. <laughs> um, what other third parties are you think, thinking of for this one? Uh, I don't know. I think <clears throat> maybe Sega will announce the new Demon Slayer game there. I can see that. Because Xbox seems to just have a real affinity for like the anime tie-ins, and I think the first one got announced there too. Do you think we see Atlas at Xboxes? What did you say? Do you think we see Atlas at Xbox? Because they're part of Summer Games Fest, too. Them and Sega. If if Persona is getting ported to consoles, like Persona 4, then yes. I think that is going to be the place. And then they'll be like, hey, Game Pass, motherfucker. If I were, if I were Xbox, and I think I said this on the podcast once before, but I would put as much money down as I physically could to be like, hey, you can put them on other consoles, too, but we will help pay for a full remaster of 3 and 4 and if you and, and if you want to bundle those two with Persona 5 Royal in a collection we will pay for it. Yeah, that would be And then be like obviously it's coming to Game Pass. And then because they help pay for it and help publish it, you could put it on other consoles, but that means you get the money for it as well. Yeah. I'd do that cuz it's like here everybody can have Persona, but we also get a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I just really hope that that happens. <laughs> like I want to be able to play Persona on my Switch. <laughs> I just want to play Persona 4 without having to bust out a Vita or go on Steam because I have a fucking MacBook. Yeah. So, like, I want to play Persona 4 again. Persona 4 Golden is, like, I, every time I think about it, I just have so much nostalgia for it, even it, though... It's, it's like, even when I after I beat it, I still would, like, think fondly of it. I'm like, I just beat it, like, a week ago. What the fuck? Yeah. The game has a feeling of nostalgia, and, like, it, that small town feel, I think, helps really well. And I always go back to that music, too. Oh, like God. Whenever I'm driving amazing. around late at night or it's snowing, snowing especially, I'll put on that fucking Snowflake Dude, song. Dude, Snowflakes is good. Just signs of love when you're walking through fucking town. Love that one. Uh, heartbeat. Heartbeat's good. I, and the Persona soundtrack's always fucking slap, dude. Yeah. Like, the three has some excellent like, soundtrack, like, tracks, like, just walking around town. Mm. I love Beneath the Mask is still so stellar from Persona 5. Yeah. I'll put that on to go to sleep. That is a stellar, like, sleep song. Put that on with the rain soundtrack with it, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, I uh, I really wish I could have gotten that Persona Anniversary vinyl set. Because mm. that, that was a really good set of music. 
I, super pissed. They're all on Spotify now. So they that's are. good. Yeah, you can go download or listen to all of them on Spotify now. So that's good. Because, yeah, I, I went through the Persona 3 just soundtracks, and I'm like, these are really good songs. Yeah. But, yeah, I hope – I know we're probably going to get more Soul Hackers because that's probably – isn't that coming out this year or is it next year? I think it's this year. They've already shown off the collector's edition of it. Yeah, so that's probably coming out this year. So I would assume Xbox gets marketing rights more for it. Yeah. Um, I think – I could see that being like the uh, the Xbox – Atlas thing, yeah. thing, because it's like right now Nintendo has like mainline SMT, PlayStation has the Persona stuff, and then that could be like their Xbox pillar. Do you think uh, we're going to see anything from RGG? Any either Yakuza Judgment or something else? Uh, I think we'll see the new Yakuza because they they've kept up a yearly release thing for so long. So I think yeah, this and probably... we've heard a lot about. People saying, "Okay, well, Yakuza, they have a trailer ready and everything." So I'm, I think this is. About I'm the hyped right time. because it's going to be another turn-based game. Yeah. And what gets me hyped for that is strictly the fact that okay, the last one had to flip mid-development. Mm-hmm. This one now has all of that it's time going into it and this the... yeah. So this one I think is going to go hard in the RPG stuff, and I'm all in. I, it needs to though be that kind of hybrid thing where you're still pressing buttons to do extra damage and like. I want. I don't want to like have a arena. Keep it in the open world as I'm attacking. Because I want to, as I'm going to attack a guy and there's a bicycle in the way, I want to pick that bitch up and throw it at him. Yeah, like that shit is so fun. The that's the thing to me with me with turn based games nowadays. Like you have to give me something. Persona Five and Yakuza have so much style in their in their combat alone that I'm never bored. Mm-hmm. Yet like when I I went back and played like I love Final Fantasy Four. It's still one of my favorite games of all time. But, like, the menu screen and everything, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, there's times where I'm just mashing attack just to get through shit. Yeah, that that's a big thing with older turn-based. A lot of the time, I'll find myself playing it in one hand and, like, texting in the other, just mashing the A button to get my attacks out. Oh, I, I have 100% to grind to get to a certain level. I will just throw in a podcast or whatever just to have it there. Like, that's one of the things, like, case in point, like, I never really had to grind in Octopath. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some grinding sections, but it was never like, I need to. Well, I mean, if in Octopath, the thing is, if you're going around and you're actually doing all the character stories, then there's a specific path you can take where it's like, okay, you might have to grind up a level or two, but once you get to, like, all these sets of stories, then you're pretty much ready to move on to the next one. Yeah. Just go to the next specific point. Uh, I haven't played Triangle Strategy, but I hear the same thing about that, where it's like it's balanced really well. It is super well balanced. Yeah, so I, I'm probably, if I don't pick it up today, which if, before we go to Matt's house, I'll pick it up soon, because I really want to play Triangle Strategy. It's worth your time, for sure. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know what else Xbox. I mean, obviously, their first-party studios are going to have stuff. Hopefully, we see Avowed. Hoping for Fable. I doubt it, though. Um, apparently there's gonna be some Halo stuff, so who knows what that is involved in, if it's just more infinite content, or them saying, here's season two of the, the show. I, yeah, I think that'll be a part of it. Cause that, cause I mean, season two got greenlit before the show even aired, so they have a season two that's already being paid for, so Heavy. they're gonna go through with it. Yeah. Hopefully they can kind of take what they didn't learn from season one and go, okay, let's be more accurate. Not necessarily follow the games to a T, but like at least make Master Chief and everybody act like what they're supposed to. Speaking of which, I saw an article recently that said um, 
the Last of Us show, insiders say uh, more scenes ripped directly from the game. Okay. Which is good to hear. Good to hear, but also makes me just go, just play the game. Yeah, but... But like, I, I get it. It's not, you know, this is being made for people who aren't necessarily fans of the game. It, se- it seems like this is going to be a way for them to go, here's this really cool story for non-video game people. Yeah, and it's like I said, I'll watch it either way, but I I'm going to watch it because of Pedro Pascal, honestly. Like, yeah, of like, course. Like, that alone is like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Even if I don't like it, I'll be like, yeah, but Pedro did a good job. I, uh... Me, you... me during Boba Fett. <laughs> I mean, I think this is all right, but Pedro did great. Yeah, that's that's kind of the the golden standard with everything he's in these days. It's like, okay, this is kind of mid, but gold star for Pedro. <laughs> it's me with Oscar Isaac. Like during Mall of Stars, I'm like, eh, this shit's kind of mid, but hey, Oscar's doing great. That's what I was about to say. Can you imagine uh, Pedro as Joel and Oscar Isaac as Tommy? Oh, that'd be good. Right? That'd be really good. Ah, oh, fuck. God I dang mean, it. They, they kind of look like they could be related. They already, so. I think they already have a Tommy already, but still. Fuck, that'd be so cool. I loved him at Moon Knight. And he can really do different characters really well. So I think, yeah. yeah. like on the fly, switching between them. Oh, fuck. Moon Knight was great. Yeah. I'm hyped to see Jake in season two. Yeah, I, I'm excited for season two. I hope it's good. My biggest like TV show that I want to see more of right now though is Peacemaker. Mm. Like I I'm jonesing for more Peacemaker shit. That was such a fun show, right? And like surprisingly deep. Yeah, like for real. honestly, shout out John Cena. I was literally gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be a fun show, but I didn't think anything of it. And there were scenes where I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, and I just I need to see more Vigilante. Yeah, Vigilante's. I need amazing. to see more of that motherfucker. I love in the very last episode where he's like watching the TV in the hospital and then he just jumps out the window. <laughs> Vigilante is like, I want, I don't know how I'd do it, but I've thought about it of like having a D&D character like him. Where what would his be? Is chaotic neutral? Yeah. Because he's I not mean, evil, but he's also not necessarily a good guy. I would say almost like lawful neutral because he's so like, He's so for the law, so for being a yeah. good guy. Two he w- years ago, I would have shot you both in the face for smoking that. <laughs> I love, I love that. That line alone was like, ah, oh, fucking love this character. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh god, I love, dude. That's that's the thing is, I love to do a D and D campaign of no, of all just shit heroes, like all vigilante type people of just like, oh, they're terrible people. Hell yeah. But they're the good guys. <laughs> I love that, like, that's the thing now, is, like, these B-tier heroes are everybody's favorite because they can just do whatever they want to. Well, yeah, because, like, obviously Superman can't be a dick. Well, he can, but people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Batman can't kill people. But you know who can? Peacemaker. Yeah. You know who You know who can eviscerate a motherfucker? Vigilante. You know, you know who's down to kill? Probably Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, these characters, because they're not as well known, you can sit there and go, cool, let's do something cool with it. Like, Peacemaker is a character absolutely nobody fucking knew about. Like, if you read the comics, you probably knew him as a throwaway B-villain. But, yeah. like, now you can sit there and go, no, here's this guy. We're going to we're gonna make him a name. And, yeah, it works. Yeah, I, it's really incredible, like, what they can do with characters when they don't have so many restrictions. Speaking, this is speaking of DC and the Xbox event, you think we're going to see Wonder Woman? Uh, or do you think that's a bit too far out? 
I, I hope so. Like, I, I, I would hope that WB would start doing their own, like, events and stuff, because then you can put in... Well, I mean, besides, like, they got Lego, the Lego games, they have... DC. The DC stuff, and then they have Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. So, like, I, that's about it. I don't think they have enough to do a full showcase. Which, granted, Sonic just showed us merch, so I guess, yeah, you can do whatever you want. that was only, like, ten minutes. But, um... I want to see way more multiverses stuff. Yeah, honestly. This Summer Games Fest. I wonder... They, uh, they showed a clip recently of when you're Velma and you go into the crawl thing, the screen blurs because she lost her glasses. <laughs> and there's just so much love being poured into that game. I The fact that it's free-to-play, like, I I need to see the, 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 the way their currency works. But, like, I, I kind of hope it works kind of like, uh, like Apex... Where you have to buy a character when they come out, that's and, the, how, and then you uh, can kind of use you know currency for everything else. That's kind of how Brawlhalla does it, and I I really enjoy what they do. So I hope that they do it kind of like that. Um, did you hear about the Nickelodeon All Stars update? Adding voice acting and some other stuff. Yeah, they are really like going hard with pleasing the fans in that game. They added uh, Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot. They added Hugh. Yeah. Hugh that Neutron. shit had made me laugh. And um, I, I immediately was like, oh, I'm about to, about to down smash you dad there, Jimbo. It's <laughs> like all those dad jokes that we made now. But oh, it's uh, freaking great. Like, Ginny, I used to watch that show every single day as a kid, so that's the one that I was really hoping would get in, and I was super disappointed when she wasn't, but now, you know, DLC. But um, they had to remove a line that referenced that uh like flash porn parody that they made I'm sorry? Yeah, they they had a line in uh in the game that referenced that explicitly. It was something that she said exactly in that like it was like in the days when they had like the Teen Titans ones. Was was it like was it like the oh you wouldn't like me like that. I'm I'm all like robot parts or the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it was like that. But um, they did that, and then they added the hot rod design, which was in one episode, and she basically just wanted to change up her fashion, so they gave her a new like hot rod paint job, and they added that as a skin. So there's just so much love being poured into this. Um, I hope that they do a sequel to it, because they did with uh, the kart racer, and I yeah. thought the kart racer was really fun. So I, I just want to see more of that, too, honestly. I like I like seeing other people come in and like and they're being positive love for it like multiverses just looks fun and everybody who's gotten to play the alpha is like this is just fun yeah which is at the end of the day is what a game should be and a game like multiverses yeah you're you're gonna end all be all is the fun you can have with it yeah um obviously we're gonna get some Starfield news finally. I think we get Redfall because Redfall was originally supposed to come out before Starfield, so I think that one at the very least will get a big coverage and probably will be like January. Yeah, I I can see that happening. I don't give a fuck about Redfall, but I know I that. I only care about it because I think it'd be fun for us to play all together. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Like I yeah, like to me it's like ah fuck. I feel like Arcane should have been give me Dishonored three. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Or Prey two. Like or just give me a really fun like goofy ass game there's not a lot of redfall lore and dishonored that is not being touched right now well like i love death of the outsider mm-hmm. i was like oh cool we get a new character who was in dishonored 2 we actually get their backstory i'm like cool i like this and then now we can have like i'm 
I'm down for more Emily or Corvo or whatever the fuck you want to do with that. Like, new characters. I'm down for it. I also like, by the way, <laughs> uh, Dishonored. So the, they, they did a really cool thing, right? To make uh, Dishonored feel more inclusive. There is a... Emily Caldwin had like a, like a boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever they were. That because uh, do you remember? Did you play Dishonored two? Uh, no, I only played the first. Okay, one. so in Dishonored two, regardless of who you play as, you escape through this like secret thing that like Corvo like showed Emily like he made her a secret like getaway room to get away from like all the politics and royalty and shit. Mm-hmm. And in it, there's a book where it's like, oh, there's like a hookah lamp. There's this all this stuff, and it's like, oh, this Emily snuck in here with somebody, and they they gave a full name and everything, but they're never mentioned by gender. To kind of be like, hey, it's up for the player to decide. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like they're that. they're kind of doing that with Aloy, where like in both Horizon games, people kind of are into her, but she doesn't recuperate anybody. Yeah. Or it's vague enough where you can make inferences. Yeah, I, I really like the way Horizon does the romance stuff. Um, I really like her with the... Uh, what's his name? Errand? The guy with the big mutton chops. Yeah. Because he's just like a big himbo idiot, and she's like the smart girl. I really like their dynamic. That's always the best dynamic, though. Super smart girl, and then big himbo inner idiot with the lovable energy. Yeah. I uh, In the second game right now, I'm on my way to find him because I just got to the first like open world Hell yeah. area. So I'm, I'm super excited to see him again. He was in the trailers, and I was really happy to see him. And I think he's probably going to be a constant through this adventure, too. Which is great. He's like my favorite besides Aloy yourself. But uh, there's two reasons I brought this up. Because on one hand, I think it's a really good way of kind of kind of making sure everybody's happy, I guess. Because like, and obviously like, you know, dickhead bigots aside, like everybody likes to be able to play a game and kind of put themselves in the shoes of a character, mm-hmm. even if that character is like. It's like case in point, Aloy's a good Aloy's a good example of them kind of going, we're not gonna tell you what her sexuality is. We'll have moments that you can kind of in your head go, oh cool, that's where it goes. And cause you can kind of place yourself in Aloy's shoes. Obviously, for me, I can't, because I'm not a girl. So it's a bit different, but for the p- women playing it, whether they're straight or not, they can now kind of infer themselves onto Aloy. It's the same. I mean, even even just like ignoring, you know, not being the same gender. There are things that transcend yeah. like every walk of life. And I think there are some games, a lot of the PlayStation ones do it really well, where it's like you can... Regardless you, of if, if this is straight, gay, whatever, it's like this is, you feel it still. Right. Even if you're walking around cutting people's throats and calling them a motherfucker when you do it, like you can put yourself in their shoes and be like, damn, that state of mind is super fucking dark. Well, like, and... It's, it's one of the things that I like with these, because obviously, like, you look at a game like Witcher 3, because they took an established character, they were just like, he's the way he is. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of them going, no, but series by, though. Yeah. And it and to me, if they decide to have her as the next protagonist, that's a good way of going, here, we can please everybody here. Do you think we'll see Witcher 4? No. I think we're going to see, because apparently there's only one Cyberpunk DLC. They're only doing one. They're making it a big one, but it's only going to be one. So we're not going to get the and multiple. And the other four are going to be a book. Probably. Uh, but uh, they're going to do... I think we'll see the, the that DLC. We'll probably see The Witcher 3's Enhanced Edition, maybe, sometime this they summer. they probably won't do it now because they fucked it up so hard in the beginning. But I, I really want to see a full follow-up to Cyberpunk. 
I think they will because I think case in point, it sold really well, and there's enough fans that if they do a second game, they absolutely could do another one. I I definitely think them making Witcher Four first is their way of going. Fuck, we have to we have to do really good. Because yeah. if they did, if they did Cyberpunk two or whatever, it's like ah fuck, people are gonna immediately assume because it's so close. They need a guaranteed win for yes. the next game, I think. And to me, honestly, I think Witcher four would be really good of because you can either go with Siri, or a just here here's a create like like with Cyberpunk here's a created character you are now in the Witcher world. Yeah, you get to interact with people who you know from the Witcher stories, but like you were now the protagonist. And I think that'd be a really cool idea. Um, we kind of like. Onto that thing of what I was saying before, um, I like when games when it's like like them saying, "Hey, like romance options aren't really a thing for our game, mm-hmm. or we're not really gonna do a lot of that kind of extra role play shit, but we're gonna make it so that you're not alienated when playing." Yeah, that I like. You can make your own inferences. Well, like Dishonored Two, in my opinion, has one of the best options of this. Where I think the canon version. It, I don't know if there's a canon version, but you can play Dishonored Two as either Corvo from the first game or Emily. So you get to literally decide, okay, and they didn't just do like, oh, do a male or female version like fucking Ubisoft does. It's like, no, we're going to make the game differ. They play differently. Corvo plays exactly like he plays in the first game, just a little bit better. Emily plays very differently. It's actually really solid. So it it, it incentivizes you to play a a second playthrough. And decide, let me do some different things with it. Because, yeah, Emily's powers are way different than, uh, than Corvo's. And I like when games do that, where it's like, hey, we're not just going to make it, like... Like, I like Assassin's Creed Odyssey for that, where it's like, you can either be Alexios or Cassandra, and the other one is present through the story. Yeah. Games that do that, because it now, not only is it, I think, a pretty inclusive way of just, like, here, everybody's welcome, you can be who you want to be, or, like, pick the character you mostly resemble with, or who you want to, you know, project yourself on, and then just say, fuck it. Like, we're going to, you know, give you options, or... If you're like, no, this game is a set story with one character, we're going to th- go through that, but we're going to make it not so, like, hammer home, this is it only. Yeah. And so. that that kind of goes back to, like, my, my favorite kind of game and really just story in general is uh, The Last of Us 2 and 1 do this really well where they don't give you the full picture. Mm-hmm. They give you silhouettes of things. So, like, most of the information that you can gleam through those stories, you can get by walking around and looking at the places where they're living and the things they have on them. Like, um, going to Ellie and Dina's house and walking into Ellie's, like, art room and seeing that she has, like, Joel's, like, sculptures and everything that he made and all the band posters. That gives you so much more than just being, like, Ellie likes a band. Yeah, like Ellie misses Joel. Like, yeah, I, that's one thing that I give Last of Us. Both of them, there are multiple times where silence spoke way louder than a character telling me something. Where I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, it, the environmental storytelling of those two games are so good. Same with Horizon. Like, I love to see like playing through Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. I'm like, fuck, dude, this is actually really cool. We we're seeing like where a city was. Yeah. Seeing like, oh, this was like a diner. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or you're like going through and seeing stuff of like of the old world. You're like, fuck, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And like the way they can, you, and you can kind of piece together even before like the games kind of tell you things. You can be like, oh, I, I can understand how people fucked up, yeah, how we got here without the game telling me. And like that's that's really good. Ghost of Tsushima does this really well too, where it's like going into a town, you can immediately tell 
if they're going to like you as the ghost or as the samurai. Yeah. And it's like, typically, I love the way where it's like, oh yeah, this one's heavily invaded by the Mongols. And it's like, these townspeople don't give a rat's ass about honor. Please kill these fuckers. And you're like, okay. Yeah. You could just demolish these guys in the most brutal way possible. And these people go, thank God you showed up. But there's other places where it's like, what kind of fucking shit was that, dude? You, you can't do that. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like I know people like to make the racist jokes about that, but like, no, it's, it was honor was such a huge honor point. is a huge part of Japanese yeah. culture. And like the fact that like I love that story so much because it's like you literally like Jin's whole thing is like, is it honor to let someone die in front of you? <laughs> like, is like, am I really being honorable if I'm helping people? Mm. And I love, I love. Love that story. It's so good. PlayStation is still I, like I, I'm a I'm a bigger Xbox fan. Realistically, PlayStation has the better exclusives, hands down. Yeah, I like agree. I love Halo, I like Gears, and I guess now Bethesda is a part of that. But like, I walk away from Last of Us and God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, with like me literally going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like there there is a level to that. Yeah, the, those. Those kind of games really like stick with you, whereas like you can play Gears and be like, "Oh, that was fun." And Ge- Gears especially is like, "Oh, this would be this is a really fun co-op game." Like that's something you could play with a friend and it'd be really really fun. And, but like, yeah, you're gonna walk away from Last of Us or Ghosts or you know what I'm hoping is gonna be like what whatever Naughty Dog puts out next or whatever all these companies put out next are gonna, gonna be, be the Last of Us remastered. Well, yeah, remastered. for that, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm just. The Last of Us Two remastered. See, at that point, I'm like, okay, go fuck yourself. Make an Uncharted game or something, <laughs> or better yet, do Jack and Dexter Four. You fucks. Yeah. Um, Jack and Dexter, the style of The Last of Us. I wouldn't be too mad, <laughs> as long as it's still fun. Like to me, it's like to me as long as you keep, you know, the aesthetic of Jack and Dexter. That's like it's these two characters. You know, Jack is the straight man. Dexter's the funny one. Like there, there are ways you can make that a more serious game, but also, but at the same time, I would not be opposed to it being the more comic booky kind of fun aesthetic that they they went with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I guess obviously Capcom is there have another one. We talked a little bit about that. I I think Resident Evil Village is going to get its DLC. I really fucking hope so. Again, yeah, I hope it exists, but I, I think DLC is going to be a thing. Uh, obviously, we're, we're going to get more Street Fighter Six. Apparently, Street Fighter Six's roster was not meant to be leaked. Like, it wasn't like one of those planned leaks. That, like, even Capcom was like, fuck, shit, oh, uh, you weren't supposed to see that. Yeah. Do you see Ken? Yeah, fucking, she took the kids <laughs> to you, which is apparently literally the story. Oh, is that legitimately the thing? Yeah, his, fuck his wife yeah. left him and took their daughter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so I can't wait to hear all the, like, opening battle dialogues. I hope to God one of them is, is Ken drunk and, like, crying. She took a man. <laughs> I can't see my daughter. And Ryu just being like, I can't punch him like this. <laughs> I just came here to fight, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, I want some character to literally, like, look behind him and go, Ken, I'm, I can't do this. This man's already down. Yeah. Uh, what do you What are you expecting from Devolver? Because obviously, there it's gonna be like whatever the fuck they decide to do. But they always have some good shit. But what I really want is 
a release date for a game that I've been so fucking hyped for ever since they announced it. I want a hard date for Cult of the Lamb. You've told I, me a little bit about this multiple times. Yeah, they uh, they announced it at a direct, I think, like a couple of years ago, and they recently, in the most recent indie one, they said it is this year. Okay. So I'm hoping at their event, they're just like, okay, here's the date for it. Because it's basically just like Animal Crossing, but you're a cult leader, and you have to sacrifice the other animals to your dark god. And I, I'm just so fucking excited to play that game. It looks so good. Yeah. Devolver's always fun because you're going to get some really good indie games. I remember seeing my friend Pedro the first time through them, and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. They they do really good. Because they, they're getting, like, hype talent. Like, that's the thing. is like they're, It's not like just an indie game where, like, oh, you know, it's an indie game. It's like, oh, fuck, this, like... The, I would love to see the people behind these games get a hella big budget. Yeah. They also did Disco, didn't they? Elysium? Yeah. Uh, I think they published it. Because uh, I think it was... Originally, I think it was just, like, a thing that was going to happen. I, th- I, th- I think they published the final cut. Yeah. The, they, were the one who, they were the one who gave them money and said, finish your fucking game. And, like, we'll and like put it out there because this is really good. Well, if they keep but, publishing from them, I want to see something like Disco Elysium at this event because that was a fucking life-changing game for me. I want to replay it and just do shit that I didn't do the first time because there's so much. Yeah, that I like even playing through it, I could see all the shit that I missed that I could have done and didn't. There is a fuck ton of shit in that, and I'm like, fuck, this would be really good yeah. like to do again. That'd be a really fun one if we ever actually got off our asses and did this Let's Play shit. Yeah. That'd be a really fun one. That would be super fun to do. But uh, Devolver, I'm, I'm hyped for. Uh, Ubisoft, they have an Assassin's Creed game coming out this year that's supposed to be more more like their traditional, so we'll see what that fucking means. Um, <coughs> I think it's going to still be an action RPG. They're just going to like really hone in on, this, on it being smaller. Yeah, which I'm okay with. Yeah, like I like... The thing is, I love Valhalla. I actually really like the game. Jesus Christ, is it long. Yeah. Like how many t- how many podcasts did we do where I'm like, yep, still grinding Valhalla. Like Yeah, that was it, a, a long period of time there where that was the, the whole thing. It and it's like good. Like the story's great. I love the characters, but like fuck. Like I felt like I just watched five seasons of a TV show. Not like one. Like to me, one game should feel like a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. But instead I felt like, no, nah, fuck, this is just like a shit ton of content. And like I mean, on normal occasions, good. Like I love Skyrim, I like Red Dead, but like there's a point where it's like, what the fuck am I playing for? Yeah. Like it it felt like it's a time waste. Like Persona five, despite it being hundreds of hours long, never feels like it wastes your time. Because it's up to you on how you manage that time. Yeah. Which for me was always one shot a dungeon as close as I could in the first few days and give the rest of the month to, okay, I'm going to go talk to you. I'm going to go do this thing. You and me going on a date. I'm going to go talk to you and like fill up my days after that because you had a lot of time if you were able to be like, oh, I can. And then, and then if you don't go in the palace, you get to go out at night. Yeah. I, uh, when I was playing Persona 4 for the first time, that's exactly what I did. I would one shot the dungeon in a day. And then uh, I would, like, schedule out a whole week and be like, okay, if I do this tonight, I can do this, this, and this tomorrow. And just trying to, like, maximize the schedule. You romanced GA first, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I would do it all over again. I, I went through and just watched all of them uh, recently, even. 
I think Naoto is one of my favorites. I want to go back and probably, if I play Persona 4 again, it'll be th- with her. I think Rize is the weakest one. Yeah. Um, they have some side ones like they normally do in these games that are just like a side character that you just meet. Um, and they're fine. But like, unlike Persona 5, I don't really feel the need to go out of my way and romance somebody else. Whereas in this one, it's like, nah. It's, I gotta fuck the goth doctor. Oh, dude. This is my thing with Persona 5. I don't give a fuck what they said. They literally showed me a, a goth doctor, <laughs> tired as fuck teacher, and then I'm, and you're like, oh, and y'all expected me to go for Makoto or on? Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> and I, I love I love all the reactions online. It's like, but but they're adults and Ren is not. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? Me playing the game, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I like the goth doctor. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what again. Here's the thing: the game, the game tells me, "Hey, it's legal here." So, I I don't have a, too much of a problem with it in the game because I'm an adult playing the game. But I'm your teacher. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking line is so good. Uh, my favorite too is the there's <laughs> there's a thing where it's like, "Hey, no cats on the train." You're like, "Oh, it's a it's a plushie," and you like tap him, and he goes, "Oh, meow." Like, and it's like. It's like, whoa, do it again. And it's literally, <laughs> my favorite line is, time to mash some buttons. And you start smacking Morgana's head. And it's just like, <laughs> and the kid's like laughing. And you're like, oh, cool. And Morgana's like, what the fuck? I, I love the I love the dialogues in Persona. Because it's, it's very clear. It's literally going, yes, no, I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. And like, because I've played Persona 5 twice and Royal once. In my second playthrough of five, all, all I did was asshole options. Unless I knew for a fact, like, okay, I have to get this social link up, then I would say fuck it. But mm-hmm. man, there were so many times I'm like, nah, I'm gonna hit this shit so hard. Hell yeah. If it was main story shit, not confidants and whatnot, oh, I was always hitting. Like, I'm gonna be an asshole. Shit's so funny. Damn. Uh, do you think we'll see Dragon Age? Or is that still too far away? Uh... We just got a name. I I have no idea. I I mean I think they'll honestly show more Mass Effect before they do Dragon Age. I think Dragon Age is supposed to come out first though. That's the problem. Well, yeah, but so was uh, Hogwarts. I guess, but I don't know because Mass Effect Four, their thing was that they were like, "No, we're starting development." Mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Oh, you're we're not seeing this shit till 2026." Yeah, Matt. Whereas Dragon Age Four has been, or Dra- yeah, Dragon Age Four has been a thing since Inquisition ended. So it's like, and it was originally supposed to be an online game with like looter shooter mechanics. And I'm like, fuck you. And then then I, they I took all that out. That is, okay, well, if they took it all out. Explicitly. Well, yeah, this thing it it is it is now explicitly a single player game. I bet you it's still gonna have loot up the ass, like it was supposed to. But they've said it's now a single player game only. Thank you, Fallen Order, for that. <laughs> I want to see a full fucking trailer of that. Give me, like, the... Let me put it this way. Show me that Marin is okay. Yeah. Show me that Grease is okay, bro. Greasy money. They, I need to uh, see them alive, because the Mantis was in bad shape in that trailer. They did that in the Xbox thing, too, didn't they? Where they showed, like, the uh, the Kashyyyk mission. I think so, yeah. So I, I want to see something like that. I, I th- well, I don't know, because I think PlayStation might have the marketing rights for that. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Either way, I just want to see some more Jedi. Since it's coming out next year, I think now's a good time. Here's the gameplay. 
So hopefully we'll see more of that. Um, I think we'll. I think we're gonna get a hard because Hogwarts Legacy is still this year. I think we get a bigger trailer and then hard date. Yeah. Um, and probably them showing off collectors editions and shit for that Do you one. Think we'll see any of that other Star Wars game? The the one that I don't care about and don't know. No, because apparently about. they've had a fucking problem in development. So that's not. That's a ways away. Damn. Yeah, they they apparently not had to restart, but there's been like heavy problems with it. I hope there's a new Lego game announced. Like. Yeah, I wonder what of because Lego Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga took them a while. Yeah. So I wonder what Lego game they could get. Uh. <laughs> Lego Peacemaker. <laughs> hey, I mean, if they're if they're into doing like the full story stuff, Stranger Things, Stranger Things would be great. They do have Legos of them, and uh, I want to see like Lego Harry Potter the full thing because those games, as far as Lego goes, are pretty dated. Yeah, and if they did like a Skywalker saga type of thing with that. I think it would be amazing. They could do like fantastic beast DLC, be some hot shit. I'd be down for that. I want, I, I just want some good, good Harry Potter shit. Yeah. Um, there's really nothing else. I'm, I'm uh, most everything. I mean, hopefully we get in justice three or mortal Kombat 12. Um, and I don't care which one it is, but I'd love to see Mark Grayson and in injustice and then Omni man in mortal Kombat. Amen to that sister. Also, when do you think we're going to see season two of that? Uh, I don't know. It's got to be coming pretty soon. I think The Boys is going to be its main thing for now, for yeah. Amazon, and then probably... I think, I think they're waiting to announce it until after The Boys is over. Because they, they got two seasons renewed, so they, we get yeah. a, we're getting guaranteed season two and three. I want to see Omni-Man's redemption arc and his bromance with Al and the Alien. I want to. I, I'm honestly very interested in how they're going to detail Mark's sexual assault. Yeah, we got a while to go until that happens. But, but like uh, that, that to me is such an interesting point in the comics, and they de- they do it really well. Where like Mark's like, "No, I did not want that," and I, I'm very interested to see how they translate that to an animated series. Yeah, because like invincible does such a good job of humanizing all of its characters even omni-man later in the story but like i also like adam adam eve and uh and rick's relationship is really sweet and nice throughout this show or comic yeah i wonder though with uh what's her face the other girl amber (laughs) yeah because now they're making her more important (laughs) i wonder how that's gonna go because in the comics he was just like ah, it was mark's like cheerleader crush and then they moved on well, I mean, in the in the comics, they dated for a while, and they had, like, good conversations about their relationship, but this Amber is just a huge bitch, and I hate the fact that they changed her design so much, and then changed her personality along with it to make her worse. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is, like, Amber in the comics is just like, ah, oh, girlfriend, couldn't really deal with the superhero thing, and you're like, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, and they just kind of naturally grew apart. Yeah. Whereas Amber's like, I know you have to save the world, but, but I'm more important than Yeah, that. but it's like, but think of me, and I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself, bitch. You wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Mark fucking Grayson. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. It is what it is, though. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, you want to call it here? Or anything else you want to bring up? Uh, I think it would be cool to get an Invincible game. Yeah? Honestly, and I think I know the, the devs to do it. Yeah. Yeah, the Saints Row devs. Yeah. 
Honestly, I think they could do it. That would be pretty dope. Especially because Saints Row 4 is pretty much like the best Superman and Flash game we're never getting. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you could probably uh, do that. Which also, apparently, I didn't know that they did this for the previous Saints Row games. They're going to release a char- the, just the character creator for Saint the new Saints Row as its own standalone app. And you can import whatever characters you create into the game. Interesting. So, so we get to see how detailed that character customization is going to be. Which I'm all for. <laughs> Cause here, if I if I can get like months of prepared time to fully customize my character, then start the game without having to deal with that shit. Cause I spent hours on like, dude, I I yeah. tried to play Pillars of Eternity, but they're giving me so much shit. Where I'm like, I ah, okay, I don't know, uh, what does this mean? Yeah, I I'm just excited for that game to see, like how the Keyblade plays. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a very fun one. I wonder like the finishing move is just shoving it in and twisting, <laughs> like sword does. Uh, you think we've seen more Kingdom Hearts 4? Uh, or, the, or Or is that going to be like, they're going to focus mostly on 16 for Spoken and maybe 7 Remake? I think we'll see something Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if it'll be 4. Oh, yeah, because they got a couple of mobile games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested in what Square does. Do you think we see any more Marvel stuff from them? Uh, I mean, we can't now. They fucking sold it all. They didn't sell the license that they had. They're but... not going to... Yeah. They're not going to put the Final Fantasy studio on Marvel's Avengers 2. Well, my thing... Well, actually, no, they did sell because... Never mind. So, yeah, it's not going to be from Square, but do you think... Because, uh, what is it? Iotos is the one doing um, Guardians. Do you think we get a sequel to that? I hope so. That it, was the one that was good. Because apparently, uh, when they sold Crystal Dynamics, they sold the Avengers game with it. So, yep. that's now whoever bought them's uh, problem. Honestly, I, w- I think that game could be salvaged, but it has to be in like a Final Fantasy XIV situation where you literally have to shut it down and redo it with a new big update and saying, no, this is the new game now. Yeah. And and then and like make it a new app. Like straight up, you have to delete your Avengers. But if you have Avengers purchase, you can just buy it. You can download it for free. And it's a new thing. They, they rehaul it, make it what people I think really wanted, which was pretty much just Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> Yeah. But like cuz again, the Avengers action focused ultimate alliance. Yeah. Which I think they I think they could do it. I think it's possible. I just don't know if the money and time is going to be worth it. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to write that off as a a worthwhile thing to do at all. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's it unless you got anything else. I don't really have any more predictions realistically. Nah, we're just gonna have to see what actually gets announced at this point. Hopefully, we can we can do some some Discord calls with Matt for it. Hell yeah! But yeah, thank you guys for for listening. Uh, go follow us on the on the Instagram sidequest underscore podcast. You can find mine and BJ's there as well. Uh, and as always, take it sleazy. <laughs>